Okay, everybody can just calm down and not panic because I can assure you that HostGator is once again sponsoring today's show. HostGator is your one-stop website shop. It makes it simple to get your professional website online quick. Plans start at just $3.47 a month. Let's face it, guys, getting a good .com is hard to do. A .net domain powered by VeriSign, on the other hand, still has a ton of awesome names available. Get out there and get moving, guys. This is what you've got to do to have your domain on a website, it's time. Use Hostgator's drag and drop builder or WordPress. No need to code. Hostgator makes it easy. Get your site up and running with just a few clicks. I am almost done reading this copy. Guys, head over to Hostgator.com, buy some hosting, get some .NETs, and use coupon code JVCLUB to get an extra 30% off and support this show. We have done it. This is how sponsorship works. Hey guys, welcome to episode 87 of the JV Club with Arden Marine. What a joy. What a joy this was. Uh, I am very excited about this episode. Listen, I don't know if you guys are going to get as much out of it as I did um, because, and that is all due respect to Arden, it's just that we share a mind uh, as it turns out. And so um, the things that we got really excited about talking about, I can only hope is something that uh, you all share in your minds. If not, you may be in trouble. But uh, but we really had a great time. Uh, hope you like it. Shout out wise, of course, I want to give a shout out to Gabriel Diani and Edit Divine who are doing a stellar job of keeping their Kickstarter campaign up and going for Diani and Divine Meet the Apocalypse. Um, there are 10 days left in the Kickstarter campaign as of today. I'm recording this intro on Wednesday. That means tomorrow there are just nine days left. Nine days left. And uh, I think they've reached about half of their goal. So they've got a long way to go in a short time to get there. <laughs> they got to do what they say can't be done. Oh, man, I do not quote that song often enough. Um, so again, I, you know, if, if you can know that you're contributing something towards uh, two people who have working their tails off to make this uh, a Kickstarter campaign that has a lot of incentive attached to it, so much creativity behind it with all of the little videos they've been shooting. I'm offering up signed Cora uh, photos and um, Skype one-on-one conversations with, with fans and stuff like that. Um, everybody's just trying to figure out a way to rally and, uh, and get this movie made because because, you know, it's just difficult to do that kind of thing when you don't have a, a big studio attached. And I want to see it happen for them. Um, totally get it if you guys don't have a couple bucks to spare. But, uh, you know, if, if you do or, or if you feel like uh, throwing a little, a little money their way, uh, even the smallest amount helps. I guess this technically has now become like a total fundraiser intro. But um, I just did a show with them last night. And thanks to those of you who came out to that live show at Nerd Melt. Um, and I was, you know, reinvigorated by their spirit and uh, and their passion for the project. So uh, so check that out. DTMTA.com, Kickstarter, Deonde and Divine Meet the Apocalypse. Um, uh, then shout out wise for fans. I want to uh, thank some Twitter folks. I want to thank Robert C, Erica L, Ian C, Maggie H. Maggie, I'm so glad you liked Heavenly Creatures. Paula S, uh, Kama S, uh, Celeste H, you just got an audiobook of Stranger With My Face. That is a, a book uh, that I've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, I'm very eager to hear what you think and if it holds up. It may have never even 
<laughs> it, never even, it may have never even been up enough to be held up, but uh, we'll see what you think. Uh, Lee, okay, you are you asked for a second Maggie Lawson episode. Listen, I don't blame you. Maggie is one of my favorite people in the world, so um, I wouldn't say that that's out of the question down the line. Uh, on Facebook, I want to thank Emily and Mandy for your messages. On Kate's Nerdist page so far, I've got Alec, Nicole, and Paul to thank. And then on Lennon's Nerdist page, I just wanted to go back and thank uh, Todd, Amy, Angela, Michelli, Scott, PJ, Monia and Jules by name because you guys really weighed in with some great comments on that page. Uh, I think that's it, guys. I feels like the only other thing I want to acknowledge is just uh, keep your eyes peeled for uh, SF Sketchfest announcements. We're going to have an extraordinary lineup once again this year. We're getting very close to locking some stuff in. Uh, we'll be announcing in a few weeks, and that is what the majority of my time is taken up but with now. So uh, it's very much, very much on my mind indeed. And um, I look forward to uh, hearing from you guys. I think we're going to be taking the uh, Thanksgiving Thursday off because I think that's sort of a general blanket um, plan on the the Nerdist Network. Uh, But if that changes, I'll let you know. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Goodbye. Now entering Nerdist.com. ourselves down like deep it. inside oh my it. God. it is recording we're already in it we're in it we're in it to win it we're we what I, listen this is not a contest monday morning we are gonna win this we're gonna win it oh my god we're doing monday morning radio right we're now doing monday morning radio and uh i don't want to brag but and i think you can relate i'm groggy i'm groggy from uh um, painting my apartment oh, and you, because you've been so you've been but you have painters and you're involved also is that what's well, happening here's the deal let me be honest i'm here we go ready yeah Look at that. the reason that you can't hear Arden right now is because she's opening up the a crispy I, a crispy uh, burp inducing uh, burp inducing sparkling arrowhead yeah um yeah. I have painters because I'm the messiest person on the planet, and I'm I also very messy. I used to also like I I I like design like you do, and I I'm a night owl, so I would often late at night be like, I'm going to Home Depot. I've tried to like uh, tile things, <laughs> I things that you have to really kind of have a sense of what you're doing. I wainscoted a wall. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, it, it. no, it didn't turn out well. Yeah. So that's why I realized we have the enthusiasm, but we don't have we can't and but we don't have the patience I don't or the, aptitude. No. I don't have the stick to it. I always figure if I had like a contracting firm, it would be like little already not quite precise. Yes, I think. Yes. And like I like yes. to start things, but I don't want to finish it. And I'm not going to put up, first of all, I'm not going to put up painter's tape. It's going to be covered no, in paint. That's not going to happen. Just, I just like to try things. Sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not, but I, but you got to roll the dice. I feel exactly the same way. Sometimes I, I couldn't, I completely relate on all levels. I love to... Yes. I love to start things. I I get so excited about yes. the prospect of like, I guess there's no reason I shouldn't create a giant collage or blah, blah, blah. And 100%. then like, for sure something pulls me away and I'm like, I too, I, it's not that I, it's not that I become uninterested in it yeah. or I don't like it anymore. Sure. It's not that, great. but it definitely is like, God, I got a great start on that. I sure love that. Yes. I super will come back to that. And then like six months later. Oh, and I'm not going to nail the execution. Let me just tell you, no. I'm going to start it and I'm going to realize I lack the technical skills. Here's the other thing. If I knew how to Photoshop, 
all I would spend all day photoshopping my friends' faces onto animal bodies. <laughs> I have spent I so much my money hiring graphic designers. <laughs> you know what? I know I have to give you a photo to put on here. I will give you a photo of my face morphed onto an American girl doll photo. Fantastic. Because that Fantastic. to me, like that's another thing. It's like I just like making stuff, but I don't quite know how to do it. Yeah. And uh, so I like nothing more than to morph faces onto animal bo- eagle like a eagle body or a cat like a cat yep. uh, like yep. you know i, I could put you on like a nice stallion pony just rearing its head in the in like I'll a it. just in I'll the in the it. snow right it would be exciting it's funny to bring that up because this is a great opportunity for me to talk about disneyland as i seem to now be doing on every single podcast break it down but for me my queen break it down my lady i just want to say that real quick for those of you who might be in the disneyland vicinity sure, and sure, very sure, specifically sure. in new orleans square anytime soon sure, sure, sure. in disneyland uh, I was waiting outside of, I'm about to name drop Club 33 because okay. I did get taken to Club 33, which was my first time going. I've even. never been, but I've heard about it. Listen, tell me it's everything. fine. Okay. It's just fine. Okay. It's lovely. It's great. I I, I felt very delighted to finally be did inside Did Val Kilmer there. bring you there? Val Kilmer did not take me. I'm not dating Val. Okay. Um, okay. okay. But okay. I did, it, it's, it's quite charming and wonderful. Anything like that that's that exclusive or yeah. that you've been hearing about your whole yes. life. Yes. It's very difficult. Like, I don't know what would have to happen. I'm already burping. I can't wait. I'm going to have Woo, some. So I'm going dra- to power chug some oh so I God, can be burping with you. Um, there's no way. Like, I don't know what would have had to happen for me to feel like, <gasps> like yes. it, uh, this is exactly yes. what yes. I. Yes. But it's just a, a charming, great bright well lit i probably shouldn't even be say, like don't describe it because it's still but like it's right. just a it's like a, a nice little place to have a meal the food okay. was lovely yes it's neat to be you know in this place that walt disney does not you know but like yes. you're also you're already also in disneyland so yes. you already yes. know that like it's very much his vision and all that kind of stuff so i it was a total treat i loved it i'm so glad that i did it but i definitely wasn't like well I guess I'm in the club now. Like this changed my life. Yes. It's just like, it was, it was totally great. And then also what was great was just being at Disneyland and going on all the rides that you love. You love it. Doing all that. But yeah, while I was standing outside of there, yes. Uh, I looked over and there was in the window of this, like one of the little shops that's right there in New Orleans square was, uh, was a window display that could not have felt more like suddenly I wasn't at Disneyland more anymore. And I was in Silver Lake. Yes. And, Everything was like exactly what you just described. It was, but it was like old, old school Photoshop. Wow. So we're talking yes. like almost like paper doll girl faces. Oh my god! P- superimposed on like a moth. So it was like a, oh my mo- god. a moth oh my god. with a paper doll face and like a baby, like creepy. I'm yeah. talking creepy, oh, creepy and not Disney at all. Like a my- super, like a, like a, like a fawn body. Yes. Pa- an old fawn yes. painted picture yes. body with like a baby doll, curly hair girl head on the top. And that's I was like, someone, where am I? That's a woman who makes those, who's like 90 years old. And she's like, you know what? Maybe I should have had kids. Right? And then she's like, and so that's, that's a, you know, yeah. and she's just like, and it's all of her moth babies. Like, 
like you know what maybe and- maybe i should have taken the time and like it's like a late a late life realization that yes. she wanted a big family but don't worry because she still puts them like in tiny like bird cages oh like there were God. also i mean you know it's yeah. very yeah like, or maybe there, some there's some dried flowers in the window display. yeah they're not free to fly they're like, not free to fly where am i oh my where god where am i so if you're in that vicinity yes. i encourage you to look for that window because it just doesn't fit in that razzles me everything else that you would expect because you can even look across the little alleyway yes at new orleans where you might see some like little figurines like miniatures but you but they're still like very benign and like there isn't anything sort of like off and kind I of like expectations and dickensian about it but this little window is very surprising okay i don't want to brag but this was the i had the greatest night of my life friday night oh somehow just recently somehow yes, the somehow somehow, somehow i got um invited to and i don't know how speaking of disney somehow how I got invited to the Saving Mr. Banks. I'm seeing that tonight at a screening. Sing along <gasps> at the Polo Lounge oh, at the Beverly Hills Hotel with the man playing the piano who wrote It's a Small World. Oh my gosh. And all of like the Mary Poppins songs. And he played them. He's alive. He's alive. He was amazing. He wrote, his name is Richard Sherman. He wrote them with his brother, Robert Sherman. And there was this, this I don't know why I was invited. I went with Michael Hitchcock, who yeah. is incredible, who I does like improv with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and we went and we, so it was like, and then we saw Mickey Rooney, Sean Penn, and like, like I never thought I'd be in it. Was it the oddest assembly? It's almost like how you pictured, you know, I grew up in this little tiny town of Rhode Island, little Compton, Rhode Island, and like, just it's a little. It's how you pictured, like, like old school Holly. I felt like I time traveled to the '30s and got to just go sit. We it was like everyone was oh just singing God. like Chim Chimney, Chim Chim yes. Chim with like watching like Mickey. It was the oddest, most magical. Like Disney, it just felt like it, it was a time travel thing. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that it couldn't pop. That Mickey Rooney. Mickey freaking Rooney. He's still out there and being still- a tiny, strange troll of a man. I know. And like, imagine like how many ladies he got in the polo lounge oh, when yeah. he was at his height. I've never been to the polo lounge. Is that in and of itself very like super throwbacky and kind of? It is. I hadn't been in many years. It's it's very, I think it, the design has stayed the same and it's all these old, you should go. We should go for like a grilled cheese sometime. super do that. The ceiling is painted green and white stripes you would like it just for the design of it yeah the ceiling is very green and white stripes it feels like it's like the 40s and they have all these banquettes everything's like it's all these like leather round booths yeah and they just allow oh, the place old school Hollywood. yeah we didn't know where to sit like michael and i were like we don't want to why we're we just sort of hug the edge right. and like but we he was obsessed with trying to talk to mickey rooney um <laughs> What was yeah. he gonna say? I mean, I, I, I think he could, he was obsessed with figuring out if Mickey Rooney could still turn it on if he had to. Okay, all right, that's a Which, really good question. That is a really good question. I am very question. curious about that. He didn't look like he could. <laughs> God feeling says no. All right, all right, okay. But anyway, yeah, that was, was he hobbly? Was he? He was. Hobbly? He was. The, he was just like plopped in the first booth. Yeah. I mean, God, Mickey, Mickey, freaking Rooney, Disney, at a, at a, at a Disney. Mr. It was insane. I am. Extremely envious. I didn't see but the I'm movie delighted yet. Delighted that you were there. I, we didn't get invited to the movie yeah. part. We seemed like everybody else had been invited to the movie part. But you know what? I didn't yeah. have a problem with that. It's okay. You could see that movie anytime. Exactly. I'm gonna see. That it. was your one experience. The vibe. The vibe of the people. Everyone else there seemed to oh, have yeah. enjoyed it. Oh my god! I'm very excited to see it. I. 
I love that you got to do that. It was Were amazing. You, and that's a, that's a, another one of those, like, I was kind of joking about the, because I love the Mary Poppins soundtrack also. Yes. And I was listening to it on the drive home from Disneyland because yes, I was like, sure. I need to be hearing that right now. Of course, of course. Although it's probably a bad idea to listen to, like, Stay Awake Lullaby and Feed the Birds Lullaby when you're yes. driving late at night yes, on the freeway. it's not going to end well. It's very soothing. Sure, sure. But, um, but yeah, the, the, the whole idea of, like, I want to be brave enough to write a song like Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yes. where you're just making up words yes. or chim, chimney, chim, chimney. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a song. Like that's chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheree. That's a song. That's a so- Those was, are lyrics. It was amazing hearing him talk about how they figured stuff out too. Like this guy well, so was- So he did. So he talked kind of about the process. He talked stuff. about the process and this oh, guy was crackerjack. So if he, anybody out there gets a chance- I get the feeling that he must tour with... I mean, he was so on fire. Yeah. And what was um, interesting about it, he kept acknowledging the ghosts in the room. So he kept acknowledging... He said this that... Gets wa- better and better. He was saying... He was welcoming his brother, who had died many years ago. He welcomed Walt Disney, who was sitting next to him on the bench. It was amazing. Like, he was talking about who was there with the us. Like... And, and, and that doesn't... No. It immediately doesn't feel like showmanship. It feels no. like he sincerely, from his heart... Oh no! Saw an experience and felt like that was happening. Oh no! He it wasn't even being like dramatic. It was like oh, there's other people. I want to. He introduced. He's like, I want to introduce. There's like everybody showed up. They're all here. Yeah. My brother's here to my right, and like Walt Disney's at the end of the piano. And Walt Disney, he was excited because his favorite his favorite song was "Feed the Birds." Yeah, it was. The whole thing was so interesting. It was so interesting. Yeah, and it was so interesting about how a lot of it was them, um, just like being backed into a corner and just quickly churning something out and yeah. like like how they wrote it's a small world they built the ride and like it was a disaster and then like Walt Disney was like you gotta like it was like creepy and then Walt Disney was like you gotta come up with a song to somehow like because they were like opening <laughs> it, it. yeah so oh, they had no. to figure out so he's like he's like and he's like and they, he's like and we need it yesterday he's like you gotta you gotta get it to me like tomorrow morning we need this song we're opening it up we're so he's like what are we gonna it's like all the every Every kid of the world doing, you know, and so it, it was just very interesting with him trying to figure out like, okay, well, them just trying to figure out like, hey, what unites everybody? And and then they just banged out this song and, yeah. and they just kept it simple. It was so interesting. God, anyway, that's, that's our, so that's our cool. story. So, okay, well then I, I'm going to, I can, I can fold it. I mean, for sure. Listen, we're talking about like things that kind of stay with us from when we're young and, and, and holding onto that feeling yes. of magic and imagination. So I can certainly, and you uh, mentioned that you grew up in a small uh, town in Rhode Island, Compton. Little Compton. Little Compton. Little Compton. Compton is different than Little Compton. It's I guess. a lot Compton different. It's, La- it's the Los Angeles much area different. It's is way different. different. Yes. Yeah. Rhode Island is, and I'm sure that this, you've said this and it's been said many a time. And by the way, FYI, grilled cheese book just sitting here like uh, serendipity. We are where we're wow. supposed to be wow. um, for our grilled cheese at the Polo Lounge. Except that we'd have to have gluten-free bread for a little allergy girl. Me too. Maybe they do. It seems like more and more people you do. You know what? We'll go get a Cobb salad. All right, great. Done, <laughs> done. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Rhode Island is, is, is one of those tiny states where Am I ever going to go? I'd like to. Oh. What will bring me there? Do you know what I mean? All right. Here's what's going to bring. No, you're going to have to go out of your way. You're Mm going to have to go out of your way. Here's the thing. It's hilarious. 
It's um, it's beautiful. My town looks a lot like Ireland, like or England, oh, like the I'm coast. Already in. Yeah, it feels. It was founded before the country. It was like in the sixteen, the late sixteen hundreds. We have a general store, and there's like cliffs to the sea, and we have an illiterate chief of police and a and a general. I mean, it's really just farms and and so it it makes you have to use your imagination. But at the same time, it makes you have to use your imagination, but in a very different way than being in like a weird urban area where like yes. it's just strip malls. Yes. No, it makes yeah. you. And it's also like we, our town didn't get cable or like a cell phone tower until recently. So like the, so the stuff that you are brought like that, you know, it's very specific, limited what pop culture stuff you get to see. Yeah. So a lot of the, I would see a lot of old movies is what they would play on. T- so that's always when I pictured like coming to LA, I pictured being like a cigarette girl in like a Busby Berkeley musical. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, that's what, it, and, uh, but my parents are from New York, so they took me, so I knew there was something outside of there that okay. I was not going to end up there. What drew them to Little Compton? My dad had spent summers there as a kid, so it's sort of like Nantucket-y type mm-hmm. place, but without any of the stores or restaurants. And he was one of those people that was like wouldn't it be great if we just lived here I just want to feel like this all the time well I think he basically my mom picked he's like I will live two places Manhattan or the little Compton and so she she didn't want to raise kids in the city because she felt like we would have to learn how to entertain ourselves and so she like in the country but she made my brother and I both live in New York she's like I don't care if you go to college I don't care but you both have to live in New York City for four years I love your parents right my parents married on a dare it's the whole thing is banana trains yeah still married wait still married married on a dare not dating not dating still married still married talk to me tell me a little (laughs) bit about that I mean Uh, that's awesome they worked together on Wall Street they were out having cocktails one night around like New Year's Eve, magical New York, snowy. Um, she was like the foxy secretary that worked for the boss who would like chase her around the desk, old school. And uh, and they were trying to figure out how to get the maximum vacation time. So everybody got two weeks off a year. But if you got married, if you had a honeymoon, you had an extra two weeks. So they were like, oh, my God, we should get married. We'll get four weeks off. My dad was like, I'll pay for us. We'll go down to South America for a month and then we'll come back and we'll get it annulled. And they couldn't find a Bible to swear on, so they swore on a cookbook. And then I think they were all out having like cocktails. And then the next day, my mom called. She's like, I'll do it but I don't want to get it annulled. So my <gasps> grandparents never knew. They met my dad as her fiance. They had a proper wedding six weeks later. She wore her best friend, Arden. Her best friend's name was Arden, her dress. Oh, Arden. And then they, and then they got, and then they went to South America for like this whirlwind tour and they've been married ever since. So this is a Walt Disney movie that you've just described it right is, now. It is, except for it's a little banana it's a little, it's a little, it's like a little crazy, crazy trade. Yeah, there's, yeah. But they're still married. They're still married. They're still married. And what is that... <laughs> Like how to, oh boy, this is like, I love when I immediately have no way of asking the intense series of do questions it. that I want to ask. Get at it. How do you feel like that has informed oh. your sense of like dating and how stuff? things work and what's possible and what's crazy but what's normal and all of that kind it's of stuff? Definitely, like we didn't know growing up. It wasn't until I was in high school. My brother was in college and he came back with like his first girlfriend and she was like, Janet, how'd you guys get? And my mom's name was Janet. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she's like, Janet. It's all. It's all. Wonderful. Come on, something's happening yeah. here. Um, how did you guys get 
engaged and my mom was like oh it was stupid and that's when that's when you first heard the story was like as told to someone outside of the family even and my brother was super freaked out (sighs) and I was like oh my god that explains things like that explains like because they were such an odd pair and um I think for me well I will say I think them then moving to the country and like there was sort of like this lawless quality in our house like there was this sense of like you could stay up like in when I was little, I'd get go to rated our movies and like we I could stay up and watch like Letterman and Saturday Night Live, like and like I like Monty Python movies when I was seven. And like so there was sort of this quality of like, well, we already broke all the rules. Let's just keep like so there was interesting. So and I think with dating, I think with dating it was weird. Like I didn't quite I had a, it was an odd roadmap, like to figure out kind of like how to it was an odd yeah, it was an odd roadmap to figure out like, okay, what is like, how do you actually normally go about this? And what does it look like when it's sort of like a more normal, like a pair, yeah. like that, that definitely took some, I would, I actually sort of started like studying people, like friends of mine to see like, oh, who are like happy couples and like, what do they do and how do they, and what do I like and what does it look like? Like I just had no roadmap at all. So yeah. it was just like. And I always got along well with guys, but I kind of had no idea how to date a guy. And I would just pick terrible guys. So what kind of guys would you pick? Oh, my God. Like the grossest. Like the mean guys? A guy that like... would have sex with my friends <laughs> behind uh, my back. Yeah. yeah. Like a cheaters. Like ch- like douchey, flashy mm. guys that would like. Were you, you think you were chasing the ru- that rush that you get? Because you already get such a rush when you're that age anyway. Yeah. And then there's something very drug-like about it. I mean, I've, I guess oh, I've talked yeah. about it on the podcast before, but that that but but maybe not in, that, in this exact context but like that it that, that it, it breeds this sort of like oh that's what this this must be what it's supposed to yeah. feel like is this like oh my god and it's like worse and more intense slash better yeah. when it's someone like when you're younger especially who's like wrong for you or, or I who's do, I gonna think, hurt I you think or there's also like might a, hurt you there's or, like a I think at the beginning I mean I don't know if you had this experience like I feel like in high school I felt like it's almost, I went to boarding school, so we didn't have a high school in our town and there wasn't like any high school nearby, so, which was actually super fun. I think people out here hear boarding school and they're like, oh, that's sad. Like, no, it was actually like super fun. It was sort yeah. of like heights. I mean, it was like going to college. Yeah, but sure. At 14, you, you get independence in a diff- totally different way at such a young age. But it's also like, co- like it's actually like legitimately super fun, but you're like getting to do college at 14. Like it was fun. But I, so you're in this really intense, small environment and, uh, but there is sort of like... I, mean, I don't know if you had this where you would, I would like get crushes on people and almost like make them up in my head. Sure. And it's like, I think I would go for guys in call in high school, the guy that I had a crush on who like, he was shy, but I think actually maybe he was just kind of a dick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, no, no, he's just shy. It's like, no, <laughs> I think he's actually, you know what I mean? So you kind of like construct like, cause he was so cute. Like, I think there was like, like, like a idea of just building like, oh my God, like, no, like nobody understands him. This is the, this guy is just like the quiet. It's like, no, maybe he's boring and rude. <laughs> That's not possible. He's very attractive. Did he you ever have that? Did you build people in your brain? I think I definitely did. I think I'm trying to think of like, I mean, my crushes were just so out there in terms of like, I mean, I definitely, 
I feel like there are, there are certain ones that you can really kind of track and go, oh, that makes sense because he was the French exchange student. Right, right, or that right. makes sense because he was like this super nice, like in college, I had this enormous crush like right when I got there, I think when I was a freshman probably. Where did you go to college? I went to, uh, well, I went to two different colleges, but I went, my, the first place I went was NAU in Flagstaff okay. in Northern Arizona. So a really small school, yeah. really small theater department. And there was this guy there who was like in his very early 30s like had gone back to school oh, I think he was yeah, getting yeah, his yeah. teaching degree yeah, but he yeah, was also yeah, yeah. performing and he wasn't like and it, my apology I mean anybody who I went to school with if you listen to this podcast you'll maybe know who I'm talking about he is like he was so magnetic in terms of what a yeah. great performer he was and so charming in a very like Jack Nicholson-y kind of yeah, way yeah, yeah. and very similar to Jack Nicholson with a beard in the sense that like he wasn't conventionally handsome right. but it did not matter at all. Yeah. Suddenly he was the most electric thing I'd ever seen. Yes. And I, I certainly would like, I mean, I feel like I, I kind of stalked him. Like sure I, did. I found out, I kind of got a sense of where he would be when, oh, and yeah. like, but I was also not like a creep, like, and me, and maybe you can relate to this and maybe some of you listening can relate to this. I was not like, cre- I was pretty cool. Yeah. I wasn't like a complete weirdo. No, right, so right, So it's right. not like I was stocky and like a, hi Bert, his name is Bert. Right, right. Hi Bert, how are you? What are right. you doing? It was like, I had enough confidence in myself to stalk him to make sure he would see me. Right, okay, like, okay that's good. I want him to see me. I don't know, I don't know if anything is going to happen here, yeah. but it's so exciting for me to just see him in the hallway and yes. have him look at me and know that like, he, I'm being acknowledged you're in that re- way. You're registering. And then like, if you were to say something to me, I would probably be like pretty saucy and like sarcastic. So I, I would like have it. not been, so I wasn't stalking in a shy way. No, no, but no. But it was definitely like, how can I be in this man's world and yeah. get him to did notice that like him? I'm cool? I mean, I did end up eventually. Like, we had, I do. You know what? We had one night together when I was in college. Was for it sure. amazing? I had one night with him. Was it amazing? It was pretty great. I. It involves. <laughs> it definitely involves. Oh my god! Why am I blanking on the? Uh, wait, we were here to talk about you. I'm sure people no, are really tired no. of my stories, but it, I love it. We definitely were. Um, we definitely had like that one date of like the one magical dinner. And like, I think we went back to my apartment who I, sh- I had two roommates, but they were gone, you know, and, and I, and like dancing to like Aww. some sort of like Everly brothers sort yes. of like, cl- or like some, you know, just some classic. great old classic, yes. like soul, sexy yes. soul, yes. not, you know, let's get it on, but something close, not yes. Marvin Gaye, but some close. I wish it was and, let's uh, get it on. I know, I know. That been <laughs> Sexual <perfect> healing. <laughs> But it was, it was like floating. I mean, it was sort of like, and then, but, but I think also with the understanding that like this, I don't think this is going to, like, it wasn't going to be that I was going to start dating this person. Were you bummed out after the fact? I just also want to acknowledge, I have sunblock burning through my eyes right now. Oh no. Do you need to take a no, eye rinse break? I think there's nothing for me to do. I was in the desert this it, week. I was in the yeah. desert and my face got fried. So now I'm like on a... I'm I'm a natural redhead, so now I'm on like a sla- I bought like Shiseido, like fifty five. I yep. slathered it on, so I kind of like a weight underneath my makeup, like a full like like I used to have like a full. <laughs> you don't look burned clown. in but, any way, but then well, I make up on, but then it's completely running. I think once it's in, it's in. So, I just so you just have to let the burn burn. The burn out. is gonna happen, but if oh boy, if I'm I start sorry. if it weeping, starts weeping, it's just story. heads up. But okay. did you ever? Ha- so yeah. So question. I, so, so what happened after that? So it just kind of organically like it was never discussed but yeah. there was clearly 
we clearly were not going to start dating. Yeah. Neither one of us wanted that. Yeah. I think it was just like, it's the only time I've ever had that. The only time I've ever had one of those where it was like, I just want to do this once. Yeah. And it was, and I, and, and will it be like, yeah, will it be disappointing to like lose the, the sort of mis- the mystery of it? And it wasn't, it was but because like, by that time I was in the department and I really kind of knew him better. Yeah. So it, in a way it was sort of just like, the one year ago me really yeah. wanted this and so let's present. have this sort of nice and you always night have that sort of present there's like a few nights I feel like that everyone has in your life where you're like there was a guy that I always had a crush on in college and it didn't happen in college and then like after the fact there was one night that he was in New York and it was just like on yeah and there was just something like if I could have like told my freshman self like this is gonna happen and you know he didn't live in New York it wasn't gonna you know but it was like oh that was really fun like there yeah. was something just sort of cool what was about your night in New York like well it was at first it was embarrassing I think because we went and saw a movie and then like I feel like like how did he reach out like I get now I'm really curious about like the the real details of it like you so you had you stayed in touch or had you not stayed in touch and would he, I would he find you and was I like was hey I'm happen to be here older than him and he but we got along really well and I remember he I think I didn't realize he had a girlfriend in college. Like, I think he, he didn't, I didn't know. Cause he, again, cause he was a little bit younger, so I didn't like run in his crowd, but yeah. we knew each other from the theater department. And, uh, and, um, how did that work? He probably called me and then, and then, it's funny looking back, I realized, I think he came prepared. Like, I think in his mind, like, I thought we were just going to hang out. Like, I had an audition in the morning. I remember I had this huge audition that I wasn't ready for. And it didn't go that well because. <laughs> 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 but I remember realizing after the fact, like, oh, he came to New York with nowhere else to stay. Like, he came. Okay. I thought we were just going out. We, <laughs> like, I realized. And I do remember one odd detail of it. And guys, if you're listening to this, I don't know how many gentlemen are out there, but don't do this. Um, I remember, because I lived with my best friend, and we had, like, we had this duplex on, like, near Central Park West. It sounds fancy, but it wasn't. And it was, like, one of those, like, ground floor in the basement. And the basement had, like, one of those, like, little single-stall bathrooms. But the doors were really thin. It was a really cheap apartment. And he came in, and we were there just, like, watching TV. There was also a bathroom upstairs. And he just, like, went in, like, with the newspaper (laughs) for, like, 45 minutes. And it was so disgusting that's how bad like i liked him in college you know what i mean like it was so, uh, any other human it would be, and i just remember thinking like wow he is comfortable in his skin sure. he, he didn't even go upstairs yeah he doesn't even pretend to run out and like that he's got to go run and really get something at like a deli or something sure. he's just like go oh, use like like bold call and this was pre you guys pre sleeping pre there. pre Free. You did really like him. I did. Isn't that disgusting? But I mean, it's mm, it's tough because yeah, yeah. It's like it's yes, it's disgusting, but it's also like there is something sort of like well, I mean, we all yeah. But that's a really long time. It was a really long time, and my friend was like, Ugh. yeah, my best friend was so gross to choose. That like, matters a lot too when you're when you're that age to have like your friend. Oh my you god, want your friend to be like my friend was so like, what sexy. the fuck is yeah. wrong with this guy? Like who? Like ugh. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a bold, and I yeah, it was a bold call. It but was he a bold, wasn't one of the jerks. No, no, he was yeah. a cutie pie. Yeah. Um, the other another jerk. I dated a jerk for like a year that my friends hated, and I also realized I think with him, it, 
I here's the thing, gals, if you're listening, anybody can give a good first three months. Anybody mm. can give a good first three months. And I think like he was nice to me. And there was something like when you've got like he was like such a cool kid. And I think there's something about when someone's nice to you but is maybe rude to other people. It's like I got picked. I got yeah, picked. I He's really nice to me. That. But like yeah. he like he at first, at first. Yeah. Here is a telltale sign. When I met his mother for the first time. <laughs> he went into the other room and was like screaming at her. Oh, that is anybody who ever sees somebody just like outright treat their mother, they're gonna be rude to you eventually. Yeah. Like, and I remember like it was just one of those things where where again it he gave a good first three months and then you kind of keep going back like six months in, it's like kind of a douche. And you're like, <laughs> all my friends hate him. You know, and it was like, oh, and you kind of keep going back to like the first three months but I think there was something about like getting picked by like the cool guy it totally that totally makes sense yeah really is that feeling especially when you're younger where like I think you get and I'm yeah you get you just get a such a sense of who you are or like what your value is by like moments like that where where suddenly it feels so important to be special and like we hold on to that a lot and I think as performers I'm certainly retreading old ground here from the podcast but when you have this sort of like desire to be appreciated yeah for this presentation of yourself that you're putting out there which is very specific as a performer too that's true that like maybe you're attracted to people who kind of especially when you're younger, help mirror that back or make you feel like, you know, yes, you are special. Yeah. You will succeed in this very difficult yes. business because I see and I'm treating you in this special, yes. unique way. Yes. And and even if that means like yeah. I'm a shit to everybody else, yeah. somehow I'm there acknowledging was, you, my princess. There was something nice then, about being chosen. You get yeah, chosen. Yeah. It's really tricky. I totally understand No, let me that. ask you this because I think for me, I also grew up, I was a redheaded little child who looked like a boy. And so do you have was, brothers and sisters? I have an older brother named Aller. And okay. we were like the t- He's hilarious But like um, You know We were both very small We both like We're kind of the only Redheaded kids um, He's blind in one eye He was born that way He's a genius He's hilarious He's It's fine He doesn't know any different It's not like a sad thing But yeah. like But like we were Just a little different Than the like the, the, Everybody in our class Was like Jason and Cindy And Brenda You and know he And he was like, a boarding school also uh, yeah, we went to different schools, yeah. but I mean, we lived at home for when we were little. There was something just about like we were well liked because we were funny, but we weren't cool, right? And particularly, I think also growing up in New England, that very preppy sort of like field hockey tennis world where everyone's so beautiful and blonde and you just feel a little different. And like, I think literally being mistaken for a boy till I was like 12, like, there's something about actually having like the cool guy pick you when yeah. you're like like I almost felt like the neutered court jester all through <laughs> high school I was like the funny best friend to like the girl that the guys wanted to sleep with mm-hmm. so I think there's something about like no I can get a cool guy too like absolutely I'm not a little freak absolutely. I think it's that I think it's that yeah and that has that that has power for a certain amount of time and yeah. then but so you're, you're like so 20 right. I think I think till you're like 20 Five. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. That sounds it. about right. Yeah. Then, and then it's like, ugh, who cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. How, no, about, how, how about, how about I just have somebody that like I super respect and, and who how, respects me? Yeah. I think and it's respects a, other people. I think it's also when you get comfortable in your own skin and you're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there never was. It's just, I think I actually lived near you for like a year. I, li- I stayed, um, 
I was, I lived in New York till very recently and I kept working out here. So I just stay with my friend who lived out here and she has this 12 year old daughter who I adore, but just witness and she's so cute and she's so talented, but just witnessing us like, oh, that's a horrible, like that is just the worst. It's so painful to be in like seventh grade, like as if it's just the worst, you know? And then I think as an adult looking back, it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with any of us. We all just felt like, you just feel like a monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just feel like so different and like a monster. And there's something nice about being, coming an adult and kind of like saying, oh my God, I'm in, obsessed with that picture of the snowy mountain. Isn't that great? That's a photograph that I tore out of a magazine. It's, gr- I think it's Greenland. Wow. And um, it's I'm a real a snow town. Freak. And everyone, I, listen, you and I. I got married it. in a blizzard. I on purpose, love that more. I, like in a round bar near covered bridges in Vermont. Okay, I have a book that you should look at too because there's this photographer who I adore who who uh, did this uh, f- book of photography that's only about snow. Oh my God. So I'm noting to myself that before you leave, I should show that to you. I wanted to say to you one thing. This is just completely sidetracking. I love how you're from Arizona and you have the most... Nordic cozy <laughs> the most like cozy winter beautiful like there's a real I'm super obsessed with winter I yeah. do not like summer me I have neither. opposite seasonal affective disorder I guess it's, me too yeah I, I get like, depressed that's why when I lived summer. in San Francisco I was so happy because even in the summers it's like foggy and, cr- and cloudy and kind of wintry that's why I moved to New York yeah. when Mad TV ended I moved to New York because I was like I miss snow yeah. I miss I look so much cuter and like <laughs> I feel, like, I feel let, so let me so cute in a hood. Give me yeah. a hood. I Give me a tight and a booty. Absolutely. Give me some mittens. Yep. I already have my sledding um, schedule planned for this winter. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's like, I feel the same way. I, I When I first moved here, I was very depressed. I get depressed here every September when it gets hotter and it's hotter. It's, and I know it's getting lovely it's so elsewhere. Hard. I know. I get, like, I go into a Where can funk. I go? How can I get away? What? And then I wonder what's wrong with me. And, like, or in the summer when everyone was like, it's summer. And I'm like, I'm, like, just can't get off the couch. I get fat every summer. I, I can't, do, too. I'm, I'm waiting away. for the sun to go down. Me, too. So that, like, and I'm not, I, you are a night owl. I'm not really a night owl. I yeah. sort of used to be. But it sort of becomes like on a day like this where it's just a cloudless sky. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No, it's it's no, uninspiring. Why can't we just move the industry to That's San Francisco? Exactly how I feel. I keep pitching shows for New York. I just keep my my dream is just to build my own show to like have it shoot in New York. Well, I think you, that that will absolutely happen if that's what you want. That's I mean, what you I, certainly have what it takes. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I've sold things and then like, but they haven't shot that part. I that those didn't get shot yet. So I, uh, but that's my that's the I just feel like. Just I just miss cold. Yeah, I um, totally get What it. brought you to San Francisco? Can I just say for anybody listening, as a performer, doing the Sketch Fest, which Milady started, it is the most fun festival as a oh, performer to thank do. You, so you guys just much. get it right. What a big undertaking! Thank you so much. Yeah, it's we're in the dead thick of it right now, so it's like insanity. Do you love it? Is I it? do. I do. It's really hard. Um, it's very hard. How so, did you meet Cole? If you don't mind me asking, uh, Cole you? and Dave and I, who who run, who founded and run the festival, um, were in a sketch group together. Um, like basically right out of SF State, which is the other okay, place I, I went to school. And so we were doing a yeah, we were just doing comedy together. So you get to at least go be there. For, you're there for the whole month, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for That's like three awesome. weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's, good to it's stay a real present that you give to everybody. Thank you so much. I, That's so sweet. People look forward to it. It's fun. Yeah, you do it right. Everybody's taken care of. All the people that work there, mm. you're just like, 
It's almost, it's like camp because you don't have to worry about like people, they just very clear with the itinerary of where you're supposed to be. Somebody comes and picks you up and it's all your favorite people. And it's, what's fun is there's some people that like you might have respected their work or admired, but maybe you've never gotten to work with. And then you, like if you happen to be there at the same time, you get to hang out or see them at the parties. Like that's so fun. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so uh, appreciative of you saying that. It's nice to hear that in when I'm like in the middle of yeah. like, oh my God, how am I going to get all this done? It's really so it's fun. It's really nice to hear. I love doing it. That. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to you. Let's yes. get back to you. You're yes. too good at this. Like you, you, you're too good at uh, having a give and take. And so I feel okay. like if okay. I were a okay. listener, I'd be like, oh, really? More Janet stories. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so all right. So so going back to to high school. Yeah. I mean, this idea of you being um, the the funny best friend. Yeah. What did you like? What was your style like? Oh you know what God. I mean? Like, let's get super superficial. Okay. Super superficial. Okay. Ready? Like, what were you like? What music did you listen okay. to? Okay. All this. I wore like purple tights, right? and I had like little hats and skirts, particularly in a sea of like it was just like plaid and. Uh, khaki so I would dress up I would dress up um, I had a little bob I had a little red bob and um, and so was there a dress code at the boarding school no dress okay. code right. no dress code so the sea of plaid was by choice sea of plaid was by choice that was self-imposed sea of plaid mm-hmm. um, having an older brother when I was really little um, I would listen to like I remember he would introduce me to like some old because New England's into really old classic rock it's all about class- still if you go to Rhode Island or Massachusetts all you're going to hear is classic rock. Okay. So like at the, like, you know, like talking heads were awesome and you two were awesome. There was like a Crosby, Stills and Nash phase, you know, yeah. I, um, I remember like my friend broke up with her boyfriend and I wrote out all the words to Judy Blue Eyes for her to give to oh. him. Like just like as the breakup letter. <laughs> but like, it was really all about like, it was all about really like a, like 70s rock. Mm-hmm. That's what people listened to in in New England. Still, that's still what they listened so to. So of all ages, it wasn't like everybody oh, youngsters were listening. Yeah. No, everybody still, everybody so still funny. like they, it still has How not. Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, oh, that wasn't until later. That wasn't yeah. like, I never really, but yeah, that was, it was just sort of like, that's what, that's what it, yeah, that's what, and let's see. And then I would write, I wrote my own plays in high school. That's sort of where it started. Okay. Was like, cause I didn't, you know, can the school was so preppy. It was like always like every assembly was another like lacrosse award to be given out to somebody. And so, but they had this beautiful theater. And so I just started writing my own plays and, and directing them. And that was sort of like, cause the theater department lady hated me. So it was like, I couldn't get cast in anything. I was like, well, fuck, I'll just write my own stuff. And then I can't believe how early on you got lucky you that she wouldn't. Yeah. That, you started that so early because it's, that's really cool. It was, I actually ended up winning the trustee award at like, which I think enraged her, but like it, it was, it was, I have to say like every step of the way is the things where, that seem like a total bummer, you know, is what forces you to get scrappy. And it's a complete gift, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it was a gift that she blocked me, you know, and it sure. just, and it makes you get scrappy. Um, I had a, I had a story that I remembered because when you email, just, just talking about yeah, bringing, yeah. so just thinking about adolescent stuff, here was the thing that flashed to me of like one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me. The guy that, the boring hot guy, yep. the shy, boring hot guy that I had a crush on. I was on a mission to lose my virginity by the end of high school because <laughs> everybody, everybody was humping like rabbits. <laughs> everybody was getting at that. I mean, okay. if you put all these adolescents in the woods, sure, like 
And it, there was a list. There was like, the school had about 300 people. So each class was like 75. There was like a list of graduating virgins. And you did not want to be on that list. There was an actual list. There was list. an actual list. So wow, I, everyone was so aware of everyone else. Oh, yeah. That's just how it is. It's, I mean, that many people. You just sure. know. You just know. So I, um, I was like, I was like, fuck, I gotta get off the list. Like, I gotta graduate. <laughs> Having been deflowered. So I was on a mission. And I remember one night, I started dating. I started dating Hunky, hunky Dull, Dullard. And um, we, <laughs> we, I was like, tonight's tonight. This is gonna happen. I'm gonna get this done. And we went pool hopping. Um, somehow, like, he had a car. He was a day student. And we went with, like, his buddy. Like, you know the couple in every class? There's, like, a couple in every class that seems, like, super polite and sweet but they are just like secretly like doing it like rabbits like 400 times a day they're humping everywhere like the teachers they all look like the innocent couple but they're doing it in like their parents basements and then like like anywhere you can do it they're doing it so we went we went pool hopping with them and there we got there was like this like 12 foot chain link fence to get into the public pool by the way i love that at night I, yeah at night it's at the best. night it's the best that was like the hi- those were continuous highlights of high school i have to say the other times that i did it they were highlights <laughs> this yeah. one so team sex was like up and over the fence like immediately <laughs> and we're like inst- instantly stripped down like in the water just like going at it like Dolph is like oh my god so i didn't realize that there was, I had a never, because I didn't live in the, I mean, I didn't grow up in the town. I didn't realize there was a big fence. So I wore my best Annie hat, bowler hat, and like a long, a long circle skirt. I looked like a fundamentalist Mormon, like oh, FDLS. FDLS. I remember that look I very mean, well. I mean, I was like clearly looking for sex in that outfit. Sure. So sure. I climbed up, I like scaled the fence, and then looked at, and it was high, like high. I was like perched on top, like, holy like how am I gonna get down like I thought getting up is a problem so I was like kind of killing time like well look at the view like oh my god and he was like go come on get down I'm like oh my god we could get good see forever from here and he was like get down (laughs) so I was like I just was like okay one two three jump and I jumped and my skirt caught on the top of the fucking fence of course it did and I was left hanging by the fence with my ass hanging out in the air and then ding dong ding dong McGillicuddy who's already getting impatient with me I couldn't touch the ground because this fence was so I couldn't just get myself off like I couldn't he had to like remove me from the fence no he had to remove me from the fence oh no he had to remove me from the fence and then how like, did so did he remove like the did he remove you from your skirt or did he manage to get the skirt free he kind of like lifted me up and i like had to like pull at the skirt yeah. it was super sexy bad it was nothing super sexy super sexy seamless it was a seamless just yes. like yes. smooth as silk it's foreplay <laughs> when you're looking for sex if you're a teenager out there on the hunt for sex this is definitely what you want to execute this is a surefire surefire sex yeah this is it didn't happen that night it did not get it, it did not that was miraculously it did eventually happen with him it did it was that guy so it, it did still, yeah it did eventually happen miraculously it was not that good but that was i mean but that was that was 
that that happened. That was one of the most embarrassing. Oh I mean, you just want to like dig a hole, like a spider hole, and just like insert yourself yeah. in it. And just like, yeah, how do you go through the rest of your night sort of like, well, I just, <laughs> let's go get in the, this is swimming well, out. You, you were funny, so that helped. It helped. It helped. So you probably seem like, you were you probably seemed like you were cooler with it than you were because you yes. were able to joke about it immediately. Yes. You think you run back to your dorm and you like tell all your buddies. Like that's the beauty yeah. of living with your friends is you can kind of go like, oh my god, that that happened. That's nice. I had enough of wherewithal that I had a sense of humor. Like, oh my god, this is like could not to have the perspective. At this least. could not have gone worse. Like right. this could not. I couldn't have written a worse ending to yeah. like executing this. However, um, oh. that's what happened because it just gives all like that's the problem with embarrassing moments. Is that mm-hmm. is that it, until you get to an age where you kind of own them differently, and even still, I'm not acting like. Oh, please yeah. believe me. When something embarrassing happens, like oh it God. doesn't mean that I immediately take my power back right away. And no. I'm like, I got this. Of course, we're no. human beings, but there is a, there's a different gravitas to it when oh you're God. younger, and you just feel like I just gave all of my power away. That's exactly it. I'm so humiliated. That's exactly I Yes, I can joke about this, but ultimately my own, whether or not that person knows <laughs> that I feel this way, I still can't joke my way out of like the deep core feeling. The shame, the shame, the shame shower. The shame shower. Yeah, totally. You know what? The only, as you say it, just hearing you talk about like thinking about the, the it would be akin to this present day. I would say once or twice a year doing stand-up. Mm. In front of someone that whose opinion you care about, mm. every once in a while, if you're doing new stuff or like every once in a while, you will have a show where you just fucking eat it. It just and to me, that is the word. Like that is like that as an adult. Thankfully, is is pretty much limited to that. But like sure. once a year, you have a show. Where you're like. I can't go face them. Like, I oh, cannot. Man. Do you have that? Well, I don't do stand-up. So I'm very... And I think I've avoided doing stand-up for exactly those reasons. Because I just am so... Yeah. I don't know if I can stand feeling It's like hard to that ride that out. Once. You don't know where to put that. Like, yeah. once a year, you're like, I don't know. I feel like you're lucky that it's once a year. I mean, in the beginning, it seems like it has to happen yeah. more. You know what? It, ha- it feels worse when you have a witness. It feels yeah. worse when you have, like, either... Uh, there we go there, excuse there me you're welcome you're loud welcome proud, proud. um it's still very cute thank you <laughs> it's either well because i mostly did improv for years like and i mostly did yeah, sketch I guess i've done i mean i've certainly had improv shows but it's just different because you have a whole team of people and oh, you yeah. guys can console each other afterwards Absolutely. and if somebody you care about is in the audience you can definitely say like listen we made it all up exactly you never know you never know how it's gonna go well, where a stand-up is like oh this is a thing i really wanted to be great and crafted and it didn't go well i'll be honest just with me. you i avoided stand-up for that reason because i did i did basically only do improv and sketch and then people be like when i started doing chelsea lately people kept trying to book me to to do stand up, and I'm like, I don't do stand up. I had started as a stand up, but I didn't like that feeling of being so exposed. Yeah. And uh, so it's been interesting coming back. So I, Tim, it's it's seeing what's interesting doing stand up when you're when you're wiring as as an improviser. What's um, it's learning that. To be a good stand-up, you need to do the same material basically over and over. That's how you build your act. You try, you work on it. And in my, if you do something twice as an improviser, you're a total hack. Right. So there was something about like just learning like, no, you're like when I would in the beginning doing stand-up and when there were other stand-ups in the room who I respected who'd 
seen me do something before, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna think I'm a total hack. Like I I've done, th- yeah. I mean, I've done this in front of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like panic, you know. So it's it's interesting to kind of give yourself the room of like, no, that's what this is. That's yeah. what this muscle is. That's what you're supposed to do. God, that's such a good point. I wish that I had. Yeah. Now it just feels too late for me. Oh, like, it's not. Uh, oh no, I didn't start stand up again until like five years ago or four years yeah. ago. It's not that too late. Encouraging. I will I just say have this. to make the decision to like switch my gears in that way. It helped that I did it. I did it after Mad TV, and it that was the other thing was like having been you know being on Chelsea and then doing Mad TV. Like it was also you don't want somebody to come to a show and be like, oh, I thought she was funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, like oh, she's not like like because I knew in the beginning you're not going to really be like good at all, and so there was. A, I think it was a little safer to start in New York because. There's just more rooms. There's more rooms in like Brooklyn. There's more, it's a little more anonymous than here mm-hmm. where there's more people from the industry or like I just feel like it was a good place to kind of get my training wheels of like giving myself the privacy to maybe not be good for a while, like to yeah. get up and running. Yeah. And I don't, I, I usually don't make anything of whatever, uh, who knows, but with a podcast where it's going, but um, <laughs> did you feel like, uh, did you feel like, because you were doing so much sketch and improv where that really is about choosing to be someone else in some way, was there a part of you that was like, wow, this is really just like, what's my stand-up voice going to be? How is that? Like, cause that's so different too. Yeah, It was, it's, I'll tell you, there's been some, like, it's been sort of like a, and it's going to sound super cheesy, but there's been, it's been sort of like a spiritual experience. Like there's something about, like it's between you and your own worst enemy in your head, like your own worst, like, and, and, but then it's, it, it's the audience lets you know how they like you. It's very, it's like between you and your voice. And like, so it was in the beginning, like you might have this idea of what you think it's going to be like. And then you see quickly what the audience sort of enjoys you doing mm. and what the audience, what you can't get away with, but maybe somebody else could do the same joke and get away with it. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, it's interesting. It's sort of a present, like you, you are kind of on this journey where they, it was interesting coming to it later, like, and seeing how they, like who you are up there. Yeah. Like, and they seem to enjoy me as like a friendly train wreck. Like it's like, it's like the cat that got into the champagne bottle. Like that, that's where there is something about like, like kitty cat wants to play. There was something, but that's not what I would, you know, like it's just interesting. Like mm-hmm. how, like I can't get away with being like mean at all. Or like if I have a heckler, I can't go at them. I kind of have to befriend them. Like, cause then like the second you seem like rude or a bitch, like they're out, you know? So it's interesting. Don't you think that's interesting? I mean, oh boy, we this is like a, we can have this conversation yeah. when we're at yeah. the polo lounge yes. too. Yes. But just the just the fact of like what that says about I don't I mean that yes that's about your personality but yeah. it's also about the fact that like you're adorable and stylish and you're blonde and you're a female and yeah. what it like the difference between what like how much more how many more hurdles you would have to jump to attack a heckler and not lose the crowd yeah. I think is different than like a chubby guy with glasses. Yeah. Oh it is. It's different. It is different. I do think it's also your vibe though too like my voice is super high and like some girls can get away with it you know yeah. like some Yeah Morgan bo- Murphy is a very different That's energy. who I kept thinking I kept thinking Morgan can get away opposite, with it Opposite energy Morgan can get stage. away with it Morgan yeah. can get away with it I bet Jen Kirkman can get away with it For sure yeah You know so it's also just like acknowledging like okay that's not my superpower that's right, not my right. superpower and that that, and that's sense. okay like I all right but I can still 
you know, it's just, it's just interesting. So yeah. it's interesting. Oh my God. Okay. I, listen, I know you have a place to be, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to jump into mash cause I, d- I don't want to have to, uh, do it, not take the amount of time that I would normally like to take with this because it's, it's a pretty fun game and I, have I love it. I love real games. Good I love games about, so much. I love games. So uh, much. I feel like any category this, I feel like this particular podcast, I could so tailor this to myself because I feel like everything I would be into in a category is probably something that you would get on board for as well. Um, So I'm going to start with, okay. uh, I'm going to start with three. Yes. (laughs) Room. You, you add a room to your existing house. Yes. That is serves whatever purpose you want. Three different kinds. Yes. Or it could all you could it could be like you you want just you know it's all going to be your office, but your office is going to have these three different possible vibes. Yes. Or it could be like yes, you definitely want to have you know you're like okay, I I could either do like a a garden conservatory, or I yes. could do a library, or I could do it. Yes. So you just that you suddenly have this extra room. I love it. Three options, and what are they? What's the feel? Okay. Three rooms. One, I definitely would love a like glamour, like playing dress up area, just Great. with like just with seating and and just there's nothing makes me happier than playing dress up. Almost so, like a boudoir. Yeah, like a boudoir, just like you know, and it just a place with like music and just racks of clothes and just there's something so just in the little kid version of playing dress up mm-hmm. and some like weird choices just mm-hmm. a fun weird dress up area I would have right. like glamour dress up area totally number get it. two I would have for office I would do kind of like industrial lofty place with like dogs running around where I would like kind of like a cement floor mm-hmm. and um I picture like a huge wall size cork board with like, like, you know how fashion designers have like the inspiration oh, board yeah. mm-hmm. with all like the, the clipping. So like a, a, a big office where activities happen, where like, you know, so I guess it'd be my production office, you know, where it. like sets are being chosen. There's editors like a big with a huge conference table. But I picture it like a one big open like right. industrial space. Totally get it and love it. Um, okay, third choice. Third choice. This is interesting. Okay, third choice. Um, I went to Berlin and I had um, lunch in the Tiergarten. I found this. It was just like in the woods. There was this magical r- room. It was by a lake. And uh, there was, it almost felt like um, people had just thrown together like corrugated roof and like t- doors. They'd built this like they'd found like panes of windows and mm. and they just like it was all this sort of found things that they built into a structure like in the woods i hate to say it but i feel like you just described an anthropology catalog <laughs> because every time they send the catalog i'm like listen i don't even i don't want this ruffly yeah. sweater that this girl is no. wearing but i do want to be in this canoe with yeah. this like yeah flocati sheepskin yes. like amazing like dark woodsy yes movie. i think i would want my room to actually my third room attached to my existing house like somehow like in the woods of like vermont like with like a cabiny vibe but but like big panes of glass and like a um, big fireplace and like board games and um, like a fire going in snow and I, you know, and just like people and music. And that's how I picture my third room. I absolutely want to go there. Oh my God. I can't wait for you to come. It's going to be oh awesome. Oh my God. It's going to be awesome. Uh, okay. I just put woodsy cabin magic. Yeah. Like um, that's it. That's you know it. What that woodsy is. cabin you know what that magic. Is. I love it. Okay. Now I'm going to do, um, you have three, uh, 
it could be a restaurant or it could be retail, but like you don't have to, there's no stressful upkeep to it. But in yes. addition to all the other things you have going on, yes. you also have either a storefront or a cafe or a yes. restaurant or something like some kind of business like that. Could be in New York City, could be yes. here. Three. Okay. I picture New York City um, overlooking a park. It doesn't have to be Central Park. I picture kind of like a tree house, like up on top of a building. Mm-hmm. There's a restaurant like th- that exists on top of Bergdorf Goodman's. It's called BG. That yep. is so magical. But I, I picture some building almost like built on top of a roof of a building that's like a like a um again, it's sort of a cabiny woodsy Love it. like a like a aviary atrium. Like um it's like a ca- like a bar restaurant cafe, like a cafe. Right. Yes. And um and it's but it's like you have to go up, it's like a perch. It's like yes. a perch. It's yes. like a birdhouse that's been stuck on top. hundred percent love it. Okay. Number Okay, number two. Um number two, I picture I picture a place where I can go make stuff that has just like every awesome, like not lame, weird moth face doll faces, <laughs> but like um just a crafting place, but that has people who actually know what they're doing to help us. So, and I like where they give us the assignments. So we come in and it's like, are we the same person? Or yeah. Like, we come are in, we the same person? Like, are I, you I, and I, I the same person? Oh my God. I'm in heaven. I want right to make like, like, okay, today, heaven. have you ever seen the Stettheimer dollhouse in New York city? No. Okay. You need to write that down. You <gasps> need to go. It's at the C- museum of the city of New York. And this lady, this rich artist lady, they owned a block saw an entire block size mansion that doesn't no longer exist in New York City. Her sister was a painter, Florine Stettheimer. But they, this other sister built a reproduction oh of the dollhouse. But it's real kind of crafty and like the dolls in it have like have like um wash pin heads and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's like kind of like so I want to go like make big doll houses or I want to glow and do like photo shoots with cool backdrops of like old bed sheets and I want to yeah. so I just want them to like set it up and we go and and you just have your buddies and we go and make stuff. Amazing. Number 3, number 3. This like this feels like pornography to me. <laughs> your mash game already oh is my like God. this is what I this the the feeling of recapturing what I was passionate about about playing mash when I was a kid oh my God. is coming to life right now in every way. This is porn for me. I don't like, know what this game this is. is I don't know what mash is, but I like it. You didn't it. play this when you were a kid? No, what is oh it? Oh my God. Mansion, apartment, shack, house. You're naming three things. Usually it's just like three cars you drive, okay. three guys you end up with. I love but it. But I like to really customize the categories. It. And then at the end, you'll end up with like one of each of these categories based oh on God. like a system what? of elimination. Okay, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Um, Final thing. In my town, there's the greatest coffee shop in the world. It's the Art Barn Cafe. It's in this tiny little barn. It's in a barn in an apple grove. Oh um, so I'm just going to put in the middle of Los Angeles. Yes. I'm going to put in the middle of Los Angeles a cold area where it's always cold. Oh and um, Pornography. It's in, a, it's in like an apple grove where it smells like apples and it's always like late autumn. And they have like um, cider and. <laughs> and they have like cocoa and you then guys. at night hot guys are singing on like acoustic guitars but they're not annoying they're cool and you can just go play checkers and that's going to be in the middle of Los Angeles I am having like brain and heart orgasms and I'm starting to get physically turned on okay. I can't wait I can't wait uh, I can't right. wait this is amazing this is, amazing. This is happening this all is right. happening okay uh next one is um you know what I'm go I, I'm going I'm I'm not done. I'm. I, this is a question that I've asked many, many times. I'm not tired of it yet, especially yeah. from our conversation yes. from earlier. 
uh, three Disneyland rides that somehow are real in some way that you can go into that just are there. There's it's just like a land that you can make real. Okay, I, I my my heart my first exciting coaster. I love I love the uh, Thunder Mountain. Couldn't love it more. Love Thunder Mountain. I love I love the idea. Even though I'm not a Western girl, I'll go. I'll you know I dragged my mom to Euro Disney and I dragged her on Thunder Mountain and there was like skinny French guys being like you're gonna get in this oche like they were trying to say okay in the corral so i'm gonna go i'm gonna make i'm gonna make thunder mountain real and i'm gonna go like prospecting for gold i'm gonna wear a really cute outfit with a big hat to protect my face from the sun great um Number two, I like the design. I hate being at It's a Small World, but I like the way the dolls look. Yes, I know. <laughs> I just want to get out and collect like yeah. 50 of them yeah. and put them on a yeah. wall. Of, you know, and I'm yeah. not a doll collector no, by any stretch of the no. imagination. Yeah. And then I want all of their clothes. Right. All of their clothes. I like Every one looks, of their clothes. They look kind of like Swedish. I like the yes. Swedish design vibe yes. of it. So I agree with you. I have no desire. I don't ever want to go on that ride again, but um, that would definitely... Legitimately be part of small world aesthetic. Yes, comes real. And you know what? I'm gonna also say um, I enjoy the vibe of like the teacup tea party. Like I like kind of having like a lady tea party, but not in a, not in a sorority right. way. Like in a kind of a magical Alice in Wonderland. It's a little way. off. It's a yeah. little great. yeah. Everything's it's a little, a little off. yeah yeah yeah. That's happening. Um, I want to just tell you, I went oh when I was God, in Copenhagen great. to where the um, the amusement park that was created that inspired Walt Disney to build Disneyland. Oh, God. It was... Copenhagen's at the top of my list of places I've never been. Everyone who listens to the podcast knows that. I know. Have you been to Berlin? No, I haven't. It's better than Copenhagen. Really? We left Copenhagen because we got bored and we went to Berlin. Skip Copenhagen. Well, no, go to Copenhagen. Go you got to go to that the the, the, the place. To yeah, the, but then go to it'll blow your mind. It's actually better visually. It's better visually. Wow. You'll love it. Um, the uh, up to this the, point, the I ride. felt like ambivalent about Berlin. Oh no! Mm. And if you go to Berlin, okay. just go to uh, Prenzlauerberg. There you go. Done. I'll tell you where to stay. All right. I got to write down whatever you just said because yeah. I don't speak German and yeah. that meant nothing to me. Yes. Okay. This is all gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go now with uh, you, you three eras from which you can pull the clothes. Yes. And wear in whatever context you yeah. want. Who cares if no one walks around with a little tiny hat it. with feathers on it anymore? Yes. Doesn't matter. I love it. Three eras you can pull. Okay. Them from, I'm going to say clothes and hair and makeup. Great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Number one, twenties. Got to be twenties. Got to go twenties. Got to go twenties. Just like the the makeup and the lips and the it's before the depression. Yeah. They're spending money and drinking. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like thin man glamour. Like I'm walking around in my robes. That's also thirties. That's thirtiesy. And then I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, like French New Wave cinema. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. French New Wave Cinema, which I am not cool enough to pull off. Like, I'd have to hire somebody to come in and yeah. do it to not me. Not in this world. You don't even need to hire anyone. Yeah. It's just okay. I would work love for to you. magically be cool enough to actually look and, like, be able to pick it out and not look like an idiot, but I look awesome. Yeah. But, and, like, with, like, raccoon eyeliner and kind of, like, cool girl, like, maybe Marianne Faithful bangs, you Great. know, like, giving me, like, a cool rocker vibe. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel the same. I feel like when I try to rock that look, ultimately it looks like someone dressed up their puppy. Yeah, we're like, too... I, it works for like in a still shot, maybe yeah. for a second. Yeah. And then I get super hyper and then it's like... We're oh, not those girls. We're not that girl. It's all right. 
You know who, which which blonde comedian has that? Who nails it? Nails it. I'm giving a shout out to you, Miss Melinda Hill. Oh, best yeah, hair. She totally does. Best hair. She's and got that. Interesting. Best she nails hair. it, but her energy is still pretty upbeat too. So, Absolutely. But she just like owns she it. Just, she was born with that head of hair. Yeah. And she cuts it right. She yeah, she cuts does it cut right. She nails it. Nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it, Melinda. Hundred percent right. Support your hair. Um, okay, give me three places in the world that you have a uh, second home. Yeah. Vermont. I don't know if you're getting up because you're excited about this game. I'm excited. Okay, but that makes me so happy. I'm so, so excited. So Arden is standing, and she stood a couple of moments ago because she, I, I, she is so into these questions, and that could not make me any happier. Vermont. Great. Italy. Great. <laughs> Specific area in Italy? Um, I'm picturing like Capri uh-huh, or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay. As much as I hate the sun, I'm going to say I live forever. Can I pick a specific hotel? Why not? Why not? At the Cokie Cokie in Tulum, Mexico. <laughs> oh, someone else was telling me about Tulum. Mm-hmm, it was really mm-hmm, wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. how you spell Cokie Cokie. Mm-hmm. Or do I want? No, let's take that back. Yeah. I feel like I want more snow. Yeah, you got Capri. Uh, yeah. And I've so, got Vermont, got Vermont, but I feel like I want more snow. I feel like it's like, oh, look, I'm going to the Alps, like Switzerland. I know, I love Switzerland. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's like, I have some cool, like, oh, and I have friends there, and I can afford. Couldn't it. love it more. <laughs> super into it. Like okay. near France, like on the French border. Like yeah. Go to France. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, three movies uh, that you can just jump into and be in whenever. Dirty you want. dancing. Fantastic. Moonstruck. So easily had these available. It's Dr- like Moonstruck, we played this before. Moonstruck, 16 candles. Done. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you. Outstanding. Happy birthday, Samantha. Make a wish. Um, but it already came true. Oh, my God. Are you fucking if kidding? you were here, you were By the way, I've looked him up. He builds furniture now in Pennsylvania. I'm like, how is a guy oh, that hot? No-brainer. And he wore lifts in the movie because he was tiny. Oh, really? And he had photos taken of him by that dirty guy that takes him on for Abercrombie and Fish. Oh, that's very interesting. I can't believe he wore lifts. He really did seem quite tall and I know, very manly. I know. Heels. He had like Cuban How heels. How old was he when he was supposed to be in college? I mean, in, se- 78. Yeah. Because, right? I mean, he's like yeah. a full grown man in that yeah, movie, If you're as hot as Jake Ryan, yeah. and then you, he was only seen again in Mermaids Correct. with yes. Cher. Winona Ryder. He had sex Reed, with Winona Ryder at the top of that yep. couple of. But then never to be seen again. Never yeah. to be seen again. You're Jake Ryan. How bad of an actor are you? I don't know. Builds chairs. You just love furniture so Pennsylvania. much. Yeah, that's a gorgeous story, though. I'm so glad Thank that you that's so where much. we can find him and, and find his yeah, furniture. We should go buy. You know what? Absolutely we should buy it. a chair. I would. We should make this a pot, we should make a web show about you and I making a um, cross country journey to go buy a chair from Jake Ryan. <laughs> Please know that I would do anything with you in a New York second Let's because we're the same person. Let's in, do it, and in, in, in a way that does not intimidate me in any way. That's it's just fun. like 100 percent exciting. Oh my god, we should drive. We just should a, to- a travel show of like destination. Like that's one. De- that's one destination goal that we have to get there and make that happen and then we'll also source out other strange reasons to go and get a thing from this person who okay side note we'll talk after because I actually have something to say on that okay great okay absolutely wonderful um, get ready okay, to make I'm, your dreams okay. come true all due respect to your husband yeah please please all please sure respect. sure 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 I am gonna need three yeah, gentlemen they could be crushes from years past they could be uh, old movie stars there's there's no uh, de- they don't have to be alive they don't even have to be they could be a character out of a movie but three guys that I one of to- what you're gonna end up with in this fantasy world Mark Ruffalo uh, great Whitley is so excited by Arden's enthusiasm that she is now getting super intense okay and Mark Ruffalo um 
Is that really? Is he? Is that really who's coming out of my mouth? Wait a minute. I'm trying to think. It's not it's a bad like, idea. It's I'm trying not to think. A bad like, idea. Because I've met him before, and it's like, oh, you're Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Okay. It could be also like his because he has a real life, but in imaginary life, it's his character in da da da. Okay, so then okay. there's like no attachment. Okay, to the let's sort be honest. Okay, all right, this is okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a real glimpse into old school. And I look back and I'm like, how did that happen in my brain? I had such a crush on Christian Bale in Little Women when he oh, played so specific. He played Lord. Now, present day Christian Bale, I would not. I am afraid no, of. This is Little I'm Women. I'm afraid of. I would. Uh, I would agreed. be afraid of him. Pre- but no, but I time love travel. This time, time travel. travel river phoenix stand by me if i was i could i mean i wouldn't do it as my age but if i was 12 um, i mean what a crush what a crush i had on him and then who like razzles my dazzle who just blows my mind (laughs) who's the hottest person in the world god damn i can't even there's been like weird I mean, who do you like? Uh, I have uh, I have different people that like from when I was younger. They're all like the sort of uh, and these guys now like the Kevin Klein fish called Wanda. Yes, this sort of like why do I feel so incredibly passionately about this person? Yeah. Um, uh, I have a crush on this actor that I've brought up before named Evan Moss Bacharach, who is in. um, Do you know who that is? No, I just thought of my third one. Okay. But, but who is Evan Ross background? He's he pops up in weird places, but I will give this as a bad example. But it's yeah. also yeah. the first time yeah. I saw yeah. him in anything. Yeah. He plays, uh, I believe it's Jennifer Goodwin's uh, love interest in Mona Lisa Smile. Everyone, okay, I'm gonna have to look him up. I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, ready? Get divine. ready. Very specific character. Love it. Country strong. Country. Wow. Okay, never seen <laughs> the it. Guy who's the lead guy, Garrett Headland. Great. As just as the character yep. of Country Strong. Great. Literally he blew your mind. He blew my mind. He's gotta, top dog. He's I top have no dog. No interest in seeing the movie and Oh, it's terrible. Oh, wait, I went as a joke. My friend and I went as a joke and we were both and like, like I need to put my mouth on his mouth. Like, <laughs> are you oh my and then I and then and then I met him once and I was such an idiot. Like and like yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah okay, I have a thing right. where someone's gonna find meet hot guys like I did when I did Chelsea lately once Orlando Bloom was there and then he came afterwards in the hallway afterwards he was like you were funny and it was literally like don't look at me <laughs> I'm a monster <laughs> I get it I'm a monster I totally get it I'm a monster. That, that's why I don't even have crush I can't even be no. bothered to have crushes on people that are attractive no me neither it's just too much for me I worked with Jared Leto once oh. years ago Jordan Catalano who like grabbed my hand and told me I was funny like he like held my hand for a second oh, no. and Too literally much. it was like <laughs> <laughs> meltdown 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 yeah. um all right god i have a last category and i, I i'm I've really but i put the pressure on myself for the I last category i, I should have saved the boy it. for I last it. But, i love it i love it all right I love it. last category is anything if you okay anything all right all right i got this. be free be free this. be free what do you need to know what do you need to know what do you need to know? I think I need to know. I, I want a little more imaginary. I just yes. want a little more imaginary. Okay. Okay. Imaginary best friend 
uh, not anyone who's real. So it has to be like a character. It could be a cartoon. Could it be? Could be like just like Atticus Finch in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, whatever. But just like a, a, a new friend in your life that you will never actually have because it's not a, an existing person or, or or animal. Could be an animal. Could be like why don't I hang out with Pluto or All right. Uh, I just clearly have terrible taste because the first thing I thought of was, um, okay. Uh, Stephen Merchant's character in Extras, the terrible agent, hilarious, who just like checks off <laughs> and like and like he's and he, and he seems like he would be horrible to hang out with. He's a terrible agent. I don't know why I'd hang out with an agent. <laughs> I love it. I, I love don't it. know why. I just I love um, it. I love that that popped into that your was head. The first You're an imp- I, I love that an improviser is like, listen, I'm going to go with it. I okay, go with it. number two, number two. Um, who do I need? Like, who just comforts me? Who do I just like love so much? Who do I want to adopt me? Um. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be best friends with? Oh God! Okay, I will give you an example of one please, of mine because please, it may you may please, respond to please, it. Please, please, uh, pretty much any character that Emma Thompson has played because oh. I'm obsessed with her. I just want her to be like she was at the everything's sing-along. gonna be all right. Oh, she was at the sing along. Say that to me. She was right at the sing along. She was Don't at the sing along. She was right at the sing along. She was at the sing along. That's okay, okay. I'm gonna maybe also put this in with like who I want to be. Mm-hmm, <laughs> sure. Okay, Carrie Mulligan's part in, in education. Oh, yeah. I just want to be her. She was so charming. Yeah. The world was her oyster. Yeah. I'm sorry my voice is so loud. Whoever's listening is oh, so loud. I'm totally so loud. Fine. I'm so loud. Okay, I just thought she was so lovely and charming. Yeah. Um, and then um, number three... I'm thinking Woody Allen. I'm thinking, um, you know who I worked with? I worked with and I just adored Diane Keaton. And she, oh, rem- God, she reminds me yes. of like she is like Andy Hall. Yes. So I'm put down Andy Hall. By all means, yes. Okay. I'm going to get you out of here on time. Uh, so uh, tell me when to stop. Just Okay. I don't have a watch. So you tell me. No, you just like, but okay. I mean like literally yeah. right now, tell me when to stop. Okay. I'm doing something. Oh, okay. You have to tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. Okay, I'm pausing this. I'm gonna do a process of elimination. Then I'm gonna announce your future wife. I'm gonna paint. Okay. Okay. Uh, Everything that has come to me is uh, I'm very, very excited about. Can't wait. Um, Number one, I'm just gonna plow through this because I know you got to get out of here. Number one, I want to congratulate you on your ability to jump into the movie Sixteen Candles whenever you want. (gasps) Oh my god! Very, very envious. And they have to join (gasps) you. Actually, literally, my hair is standing up on my arm. I just got. Oh my god, that's the best. That's the best. And I just want to hang out with her dad her dad is so oh my rad. god he was so sweet a little like evening by the yeah. couch talk yeah, when you're Samantha. feeling blue i know oh, paul dooley i'm so obsessed with him he's okay. so sweet and the grandparents um and then i also want to thank you because i benefit from this greatly as well uh right here in los angeles whenever i want to i can go to the art barn <gasps> in the middle of an apple grove oh it's god, chilly god. i can subside her by a fire in the snow i'm can I over tell you how excited I am that that exists here over now? Over the moon about that. We are going to have so much fun. I also know that I'm going to come play dress up with you yes. in your boudoir <laughs> of dress up, fun, adult slash kidness. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely yes, amazing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I want to also congratulate you on the fact, and this works very, very well for this, yeah. is that you have uh, complete and total access to any 1930s <gasps> thin man oh robe. Yes. All that kind yes. of glam is right there in your boudoir wow. whenever you want to need it. Superstar, superstar. Um, all Jake the room Ryan's you need. gonna it's love fantastic. it. Fantastic. You know what else is in there? 
the whole aesthetic of It's a Small World has <gasps> made its way into your world, whether it's the dolls, the closet, the clothes. It's fantastic. That was the best one. I'm very, very excited it's about that It's going to look like the towel well. in your bathroom. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. That's a very good one. That's, yeah. that's from New Zealand, I think. Um, uh, I also want to congratulate you on the chic Italian apartment you have in Capri. Oh my God. Wow. That's so, amazing. That's well amazing. done on that. That's and amazing. This works for me because your whole uh, personality, your character and your, your dear, dear, dear friendship with Carrie Mulligan's character from an education. Oh you guys are just like oh zipping around Capri on oh scooters. Oh my God. That's and so exciting. And having lunch together and That's having a amazing. great time. That's and amazing. then you head home to make sweet, sweet love to your other <gasps> husband, Country Strong's great. Oh my God, that's what I wanted. That was what I wanted. He was the one that rang my bell. He rang my bell. He razzles my dazzle. So you have had a very, very successful match game indeed. And I feel a very successful podcast overall. You have to be in Culver City. You're oh going God. to get in your car right now and drive oh away. God. on the high, Coasting on the high of this fabulous imaginary oh life we've created what for you. What an our, exciting... Our new show that we're going to do and the fact that we are uh, sisters, soul sisters. Oh my God, um, Janet. I'm delighted. Janet. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Uh, you, can, you can see uh, Arden live doing stand-up you can see her on uh, Chelsea, Lately. Chelsea Lately I'm you gonna be on Legit s- coming up uh, I have a recurring part on Legit fantastic recurring part on Legit and then on uh, Twitter you are at, at ArdenMarine.com Arden looks like Myron looks like Myron but it's Marine guys yeah. uh, thank you so much for listening oh thanks God. for this high energy podcast wow. I feel like juiced about the day I feel excited um, for the week this is great this Even is the best Monday sunny. ever this is the best yeah, Monday ever we did Today, it. We today's did our it. day high five it we did it and there we go bye guys bye As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.